Student Weekend. How are we feeling? Good? Good. Man, I, I, we're now three services into this weekend, and uh, I still feel like that proud dad watching our students lead worship and host. Uh, didn't they do a great job so far? Uh, my name is Tyler Lane. I'm the high school pastor here, and this is Emma, and she is our middle school lead. And, uh, and we're, we're so excited to get to bring you kind of from our heart to yours this, this piece of our student ministry. Uh, and when Dan first approached us about Student Weekend, uh, we began to think through, okay, what do we want to talk about? What's, what's central to our student ministry that we think the church as a whole would benefit from? And it kind of came to us immediately. We were talking, we were like, oh, it has to be this. And there's a certain topic that we talk about in student ministry all the time. We're getting ready to go to camps in a few weeks for middle school and a couple months for high school. And, um, and, and, and this is gonna be a conversation that exists a lot there all through the year. Even back in uh, 2021, we, we couldn't do camps as normal, so we did kingdom worker nights because this idea is kingdom work, that, that we are all called to a lifestyle of kingdom work. And if you talk to any of our students that have been for a while, they will know this term. They hear it all the time. We talk about it a lot. And we knew that we didn't want it just to be a student thing or just a teenage thing. There's actually a church thing. And we thought this would be the best message uh, to bring. So we want to unpack this concept of kingdom work. So Emma, what is kingdom work? Um, well, I think that the best example of kingdom work can be found in the life of Paul in general. You may have heard of Paul if you read the book of Acts or really any of the epistles at the end of the Bible. But Paul lives this whole life of kingdom work and it starts with an encounter with Jesus. And once he encounters Jesus, he goes from persecuting Christians to being united with them. He becomes a Christian. He starts living a life after Jesus and living a life following Jesus is kind of difficult, but he writes these letters to these churches to encourage them, to help spur them forward in their faith. And this one that I'm gonna be kind of picking some pieces from is Ephesians. And the church um, in Ephesus is struggling with unity, which if I'm honest, every church from Jesus's time till now has struggled with unity. And I think it's because of our pride, but I also think it's because of a lack of unity with God, because we should be striving for a unity with God and then unity with others. As we focus on God, as we unite ourselves with him, our wants and our desires are shaped by him. And so as a church body, we can come to decisions together, united with Christ, united with each other, one body. And Paul throughout this letter reminds the people that they serve the same God that they have the same purpose, which is to live a life that brings glory to God. They have the same salvation and they are all called to kingdom work. And so you guys have also probably received that same salvation. You serve that same God and the calling doesn't end here. It ends, it doesn't end for a long time, but it goes with you guys too. You guys are carrying out kingdom work. I heard a joke recently that said, um, what do you call a book club that's been stuck on the same book for years and years and years? 
the church because we're still united by this book. We're united by Jesus and he's given us his words and we can lean into it and we can learn about how to live a lifestyle of kingdom work in this book that he's given us. Um, Ephesians 1 says this, which I think gives us a good idea of what a lifestyle of kingdom work looks like. I am writing to God's holy people in Ephesus who are faithful followers of Christ Jesus. A kingdom work lifestyle looks like being God's holy people. It looks like being faithful followers of Christ Jesus. That's the basic idea of it, but it includes things that are mentioned in Ephesians. So I'm just gonna run through a list of things that are mentioned in Ephesians that a kingdom work lifestyle should include. It should include regular prayer and worship, even when it's difficult. Being united with others and with God, I can't say that enough because it's the biggest downfall. It's the biggest miss in the church is not to be united with God and with others. It includes throwing off our sinful ways. It includes enduring suffering, but facing it differently because we rely on and find strength in God. We put on his armor. It includes spending time seeking God and that we're willing to be shaped by him. It includes equipping others because we are servants of the gospel committed to teaching everyone. It includes speaking the truth in love, growing in every way to be more like Christ. It includes being a servant. Ephesians 5.2 says, live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself up as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma. In that same way, we are to sacrifice ourselves and love Christ with how we love others. One of my favorite verses, Ephesians 2 says this, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared us in advance or for us in advance to do. We have been redeemed by Christ. He prepared all these works, but we've been redeemed and we now live out that lifestyle. We follow him. Our lives should be in service to God and to others. And so kingdom work, like the video kind of said, you look around. You look at your daily routines, you look at your daily life and you look for opportunities for God to allow you to do kingdom work. You look for ways that you can unite yourself with God and with others to do um, a lifestyle of kingdom work. That's the most important thing. So I want you to hear from my friend Easton who's gonna talk about what it looks like to do kingdom work in his school. Jesus has really transformed my life in these last three years of high school. I'm a three-sport athlete. I play baseball, basketball, and football. And he's really given me just a ton of opportunities to be a leader on and off the field to all of my teammates. And my coaches have started to take notice. I've taken kids home from practice, taken kids to weights. And just through all of these opportunities, I've been able to help minister and help just guide them to God. I've invited many kids and I've gotten quite a few to come to camps, to youth group. Just all these opportunities have just really, I felt like I've had an impact on everybody that I'm always around. I'm Easton Amond and I am a kingdom worker. So we were created to build God's kingdom. It's a solid concept. It's actually quite simple, but the main question that we get asked when we talk about this is, okay, but how do I start? How how do I actually do it? And I always take students to Colossians 3. Uh, In this, Paul writes to the church in Colossae, 
work willingly at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. This is the concept of how do you begin kingdom work. All of us have been given a place. We exist in a place. Most of us work in a place. We have a home. Wherever it is, we have this space. Start there. Like, what if you went to your job, but you didn't work at your job just to appease your boss or just to get a paycheck or just to clock in and that's what I'm supposed to do? What if you went to your job and saw it as an opportunity to do that job so well that the people around you took notice? Because, like, you're just delivering pizzas. But you're not just delivering pizzas. It's an opportunity to shine the light of Jesus. And sometimes we can begin to think and trick ourselves into thinking that like, if I'm going to have an impact for the kingdom, I've got to figure out how to get to a stage. I've got to play an instrument. I've got to do these things. But 99.9% of the church will never do any of those things. And yet every follower of Jesus is called to be a kingdom worker. It doesn't matter. You don't need special certification or training. You need to start where you are. Because your work is not just work anymore. When you follow Jesus, it's now an opportunity. That you don't work for your boss anymore. You work for the creator of the universe to build his kingdom. It might be at your workplace or in your home or at your school, but it is his kingdom. And he's inviting you to be a part of it. So what if you didn't just punch in and punch out, but you did your job so well that people started to take notice? Maybe it's at home. I actually think home might be the harder place to start kingdom work because like they really know you when you're good, when you're angry, when you listen, when you don't. Like it's, it's harder to, to really convince people of, that, it's, that God's transforming you. But what if you didn't clean your room because your parents asked you? What if you did it because Jesus asked you to be a light, even to your parents? What if we loved our kids not because we don't, we're worried about the state taking them away, but, we're, but, but because like Jesus has given them to us as this gift, this beautiful, frustrating gift. But parents, can I tell you that every conversation, every hard, difficult morning, every dinner, every activity is an opportunity to show them the love of Jesus so that when they get to high school and beyond, they know exactly who they are and whose they are because you've built the kingdom in their heart too. That's what kingdom work looks like even at home. And at your school, like, what if math class wasn't just math class? Because if it's just math class, <sighs> but what if it's an opportunity to do your work with integrity and so, like, completely that it becomes a witness to the, to the students around you, to the teachers, to the community in a way that builds the kingdom at your school, at your job, at your home? We saw that in, in Easton's video. God had given him sports places, right? Football field, basketball court, baseball field. And he just said, God, use me. 
I just wanna be the best athlete I can so that people can know that I'm not playing for them, I'm playing for Jesus. And I'm gonna invite people into what I'm doing at every chance that I get. And he's just one story that we could celebrate of students doing this on a regular basis. So church, now it's our time. Your teenagers are doing it. Let's go. But it's not just outside the church. You actually can find your place to serve inside the church as well. That's where Iva got started. Let's hear her story. Hi, I'm Iva. I started serving with kindergartners and first graders, and then I started serving in the cafe. I started with kindergartners and first graders because it was the first idea that I had that it was important to learn about the gospel from a young age so you would grow into being a big follower. Then I started serving in the cafe because I wanted people to feel a warm welcome when they came into church. I felt like I wasn't doing enough for myself, and I asked someone, hey, what can I do? And they said that I, I shouldn't just pour myself out into other people, and I also had to take some in. With that, I decided that I should start going to youth group because it was great for people my age to learn about the gospel. I'm Ivan. I'm a kingdom worker. Iva's an eighth grader. Like Tyler said, our students are living out this lifestyle. I think you can do more than what an eighth grader can do. Um, and she is living it out fully. She's committed to this gospel message. She's committed to serving in her church. And you guys also serve in so many places, and I'm so thankful for that. But I hope that you, like Tyler said, look at your lives and look at areas where you can plug in to kingdom work. And I love something that she said at the end there, which is, I couldn't just pour out. I had to get poured into as well. That's so important and so many of us miss that. We think that getting poured into is coming on a Sunday. We think that that's enough to sustain us. But I'll be honest, your personal relationship with Jesus is far more important. It's so important for you to be engaging with Jesus on a daily basis so that you can pour out on a daily basis. Not just so that you can put on a mask on Sundays and serve and smile at strangers. No, so you can go home and you can serve. So you can go to work and you can smile at strangers. Like you are equipping yourself by reading your Bible daily. And I'm gonna read this passage. It's one of my favorites. It's from John 15 and it says this. Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, then you may ask for anything you want and it'll be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my father. Guys, when I was 15, I went to a doctor and he told me that I had three different skin issues and they all conflicted with each other and required different things. And so at 15, I took my prescription, which was a face wash and a face lotion that I had to use. And I decided to take it seriously because I knew that if I wanted to see the results, I was gonna have to wash my face morning and night, just like he said. I was gonna have to use the face wash and the lotion morning and night, just like he said. And I wish I at 15 I had taken the Bible that seriously, 
read it morning and night, but I didn't. And so now, 10 years later, I have this incredible habit of washing my face morning and night, still do it. I use a different skincare regimen. It's grown because I'm aging now, which is fun, but it's just a little different. It's a little longer of a process, but I still do it because I built in that habit, that routine really young. And even thinking about the last year, I can only think of three times I missed washing my face. Three times in a whole year that I can think of. I can think of a lot more times in the last year I've missed reading my Bible. I can think of so many more times I missed time with Jesus that I could have spent in the morning and in the night. And so wherever you're at in your life, remaining with Jesus looks like spending time with him regularly. And maybe that's every morning or maybe it's every night or maybe it's both. But my encouragement to you is so that you can do kingdom work so that you can sustain a lifestyle of kingdom work because that's what it's all about is sustaining it through your whole life. My hope is that you would spend time with Jesus every day, whether it's a little bit or a lot, whatever it looks like, just connect to Jesus because you're not gonna be able to serve faithfully if you're not getting poured into. I'm not able to do the work that I do if I don't spend time with Jesus because I have some students ask me some really hard questions and I don't always know what the correct answer is, but luckily the Holy Spirit seems to speak through me sometimes when I don't know what to say. And my hope is that for you, the same will be true. That when you need it, the Holy Spirit would speak through you because you've been equipping yourself for that time. Because you've been preparing yourself for a lifestyle of sustained kingdom work. My friend John, he's one of my leaders. He's pretty much the most incredible guy ever and you'll hear it from him. But he's been serving with middle school students for 30 years. Do you guys spend any time with middle school students? Maybe if you have some, they're kind of crazy, okay? Like, I know that I'm weird for liking my job, but I do. I like my job. And they're crazy and they're wild and they're fun. They smell a little funny, but they're incredible. But spending 30 years with them kind of sounds stressful. And so I'm so thankful for John and for everything that he's done. Let's hear from him on what it looks like to sustain kingdom work. My name is John Carey, and I've been here at uh, Valley Real Life for about seven years volunteering with the middle school ministry, and it has been amazing. I've been able to see the sixth graders that I started with who are now graduating high school, and to be able to see the growth that God's had in their life has been phenomenal. But I gotta tell you, my, my passion for middle school ministry didn't start here. It actually started when, when I was in middle school and my youth pastor poured into me. And I remember him teaching one day saying, success isn't about the money that you make or the career that you have or how big your house is. Success is finding what God wants you to do and doing it. My junior year of high school, he let me start volunteering to help help the middle schoolers there. And I can tell you, it became my passion. And for the last 30 years, I've been able to hang out with middle school students, spend time with them and share the love of God with them. And (laughs) I gotta tell you, Wednesday nights, hands down, my favorite night of the week. And for you, I'd say this, success, find what God wants you to do. It might not be hanging out with middle school students, but for me, it is. And I've been able to dedicate my life to kingdom work. My name is John Carey, and I'm a kingdom worker. I love I love John. I love getting to share his story. John started uh, here just a few months before I got here. Uh, And we've been able to establish uh, such a great friendship and uh, countless memories over the last six and a half years uh, together and seeing him 
really pursue middle schoolers. I'm not sure that there's anybody uh, that I've worked with in 15 years of ministry that understands and loves middle schoolers as well as John does. Um, we joke between each other that it's, it's probably just because he never made it past middle school mentally, you know, so he just like, he just kind of stays there, you know, and it, it, it's perfect. Um, but, but I don't share John's story with you just to tell you about how great student ministry is. Okay, partly it is. Um, so uh, biased, think it's the best place you could ever serve in your life. Uh, you see, you get to see the, wor- the kids worship the way that you see them worship today in front of you, but you get to do it every week. You get to see the light bulbs come on and you get to see how people can really come in and plug in and it's awesome and the energy is phenomenal and you should absolutely do it. But that's not the primary reason why I share John's story with you. I share John's story with you because it, it really is this picture of what does kingdom work like, not in a flash and a pan, but over a long time. That he found at a young age where God had created him and what his sphere of influence would be and he locked in and then he stayed committed to Jesus and it's taken him to different states and different jobs and all this stuff. But the thing that has remained the same and constant is John connecting to Jesus and Jesus giving him a sphere of influence specifically with middle school students to connect him to Jesus. And he still has a lot left to give, a lot, 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 lot more life to live. But we'll talk, uh, me and him, will talk about, okay, but what's the end goal of this? Why, why are we still in this? And, and we go back to, to kind of what Paul says to Timothy in his second letter, chapter four, he says, but you should keep a clear mind in every situation. Don't be afraid of suffering for the Lord. Work at telling others the good news and fully carry out the ministry God has given you. As for me, my life has already been poured out as an offering to God. The time of my death is near. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race and I have remained faithful. And now the prize awaits me, the crown of righteousness with the, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on the day of his return. And the prize is not just for me, but for all who eagerly look forward to his appearing. You see, at the end of this life, I really won't care about how much I've accumulated how many people I've influenced or how many people I know or ultimately how many people know me. I want my life to be judged on the three things that Paul said. That I fought the good fight, I finished the race, and I have remained faithful. I look at John's life and I see that. That's my hope, that's my prayer, because kingdom work isn't this one-time thing. It doesn't start when you get here and it doesn't stop when you leave. It doesn't start, we're taking a group of high school students and some leaders to the Philippines in two weeks from tomorrow. And their kingdom work doesn't start when we land in the Philippines. It's every day. It doesn't stop when they get back. It really begins again there. Right, so... We, we do kingdom work for life. We're invited to join. Uh, if you have breath in your lungs, God has an opportunity for you to build his kingdom. And so ultimately the question is, where are you going to start? Home? At work? At school? What's the sphere of influence that God has given you to where you can say, I'm going to focus here? I may not, may not like my job, but God has given me this place. 
How do I make the most of it? For his glory, for our good. So on behalf of Emma and our student ministries, I wanna formally invite you to come be a part of God's kingdom and to commit to a life of kingdom work. And it starts at home, at work, at school, with people that you know and love and people that you don't know or maybe you don't love. The people that get on your nerves and the people that you can't wait to see. There's an opportunity for kingdom work at every single corner. Will you join us? Let me pray. Dearly Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you so much for what you're doing in and through our student ministry and through this church. Lord, I think that I thank you for giving us this, this mission of kingdom work. I pray that we would commit to a lifestyle of kingdom work, that we wouldn't see showing up to church as kingdom work or that we would show up home as kingdom work. All of it, Lord, reorient our mind that all of it is kingdom work. And Lord, would you begin to, to allow our city, our communities, our homes, our state, our region, our, our nation, our world, to begin to be changed as your kingdom is built firmly there. Lord, we thank you for Jesus. It's in him and through him we pray. Amen.